0: Coming to you from helping our music evolve in Nashville, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... The Quinn Spin, I'm your host, The Quinn. I'm back here once again at helping our music evolve for another in-studio episode here in East Nashville, the heart of Music City, Tennessee. You just heard Revel 9's All I've become our opening theme song here at The Quinn Spin since the great year of 2014, and it probably will be until the end of time. I am joined today by Mason Zagoda, an artist here in Nashville, whose EP, Postcard to the World, releases this April. And of course, there's been plenty of music released in the lead up to this, including the title track, which just came out on February 26th. So Mason, first of all, thank you so much for joining.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Glad to have you. Glad you were able to Come out and join us here today. And so before we get into the music and your background and everything, I ask every guest to the show three standard questions. You can feel free to answer these however you'd like. Those three questions are, who are you? What are your passions? And why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin?
1: All right. I'm Mason Zagoda. My passions are political theory, songwriting, French language, in fact, anything French, um, art history, and the reason why I'm here on the Spin is to talk about my new music that I'm so proud of.
0: That's a lot of varied passions, by the way. Yeah. True Renaissance (laughs) one. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. So very excited to learn more about you and what brought you to this point of getting ready to release Postcard to the world. But before we do that, let's go all the way back, as far back as you want to go to the Mm -hmm. beginning. So what I want to know, so you grew up in Charlotte, I want to know about your form of experiences, you know, the people, places, experiences, of course, the artists who influenced you and shaped you as you decided to embark on this creative path.
1: Sure. I started playing guitar when I lived in Charlotte. I was about 12 years old. Um, I always say it was the song Money by Pink Floyd Mm -hmm. that made me want to be a musician. My dad showed me that song, and I thought, I have to do that. Um, And I first started writing songs shortly thereafter and I was inspired by Taylor Swift, which I think a whole generation of young girls like <laughs> picked up guitars and started mm-hmm. writing about their feelings because of her, and she'll forever be cool to me because of that. Um, And then as I got a little bit older, I got introduced to some 60s singer-songwriters and really liked that, but I never thought that I would be here doing music or trying to do music as my career. I always thought it was this hobby that was just mine. I didn't really want to show it to anybody. But when I was 18, my parents encouraged me to go with uh, this friend of ours who uh, owned his own studio and just record some of my songs. And so I did just for fun, and it was the most fun I'd ever had. I felt the most like myself I ever had, and that's what made me realize this is what I want to do as my career.
0: Mm-hmm. So you spent your college years then uh, between Los Angeles and Nashville. You went to school in Southern California, mm-hmm. but also would kinda of make the trip back and forth. Um, so obviously two very major music hubs here in the United States. And I'm curious to know what you learned during that time, going back and forth and kind of soaking in the culture, soaking in the vibe of each of these major markets.
1: Sure. So being in Southern California... Um, I soaked in as much music from that region as I could. I constantly listened to the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. I listened to all the singer-songwriters of Laurel Canyon and just tried to learn the art of songwriting and and making such quality music. Mm -hmm. And then when I was traveling back and forth to Nashville, Nashville more affected my artistry in terms of like my confidence in performing and showing people my music because there's such a community here that's so open and so welcoming and fostering and nurturing. Mm -hmm. People are like, just get up there, play your song. And Mm -hmm. that helped me so much.
0: That's what I love about Nashville too. It's Mm -hmm. just the camaraderie, you know, and everyone's here from somewhere else Mm. you know what i mean so like everyone gets it they know what it's like to be like come to nashville you know big name and lights nashville and like be intimidated by it but Mm. there's such a sense of hospitality here you know and i keep saying uh, this is probably one for the those playing the quinspin drinking game out there of the things i always say on the show like there's you know there's just like the sense of like if you're here to do good work for the right reasons. People want to help you. People yes. want to support you. You know, it's a very pay it forward kind of town. That's so true. And so, you know, between the two, I mean, you spent a lot of time out in LA in Southern California, but what made you decide on Nashville to set up shop here after college?
1: When I graduated school, I actually graduated with a degree in political science. Uh-huh. And so my two options were either go to grad school or don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And I did not want to go to grad school at that point in time. So I had been coming to Nashville. And all the, the few kind of professional connections that I did have were here. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it so much that I thought, why not just have an adventure and just pick up and move out there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's how so many people come to this town yeah. too. Like it's one of those like, you know what? Nashville's the move (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to go to Nashville I don't know what's going to happen when I get there yeah Yeah. but again it's that sense of community that really like you know that that reassures us so early on in the journey you know and that really helps us along are there anybody are there any people that you know have been key to your journey here since moving that have really helped you along and grow
1: absolutely so Stephen who produced Mm -hmm. this upcoming EP um, when I came here I knew him through a few other people and he and his wife like opened their home to me and just said come over for dinner whenever you want Mm -hmm. and i slowly became their adopted daughter (laughs) and he would have me come over to the studio and just sit and observe i learned so much about music and about making records just from sitting and watching him make records with other nashville artists Mm -hmm. so that was awesome
0: yeah and of course you know he in turn now has helped you on Postcard of the World. Mm-hmm. Uh, title track just came out. Okay, so this is March 1st, as of air date here. It just came out this past Friday on February 26th. Mm-hmm. So Introverts Anthem here, which in the age of COVID, we've all kind of, you know, we've all kind of been forced to be introverts in one way or another. So very topical to the time, very relatable to the yes. time. So... Take us through the creative process and the inspiration behind it.
1: Sure. So it's so interesting to me because I wrote this song a little less than a year before Covid ever happened, so I, I could not have predicted right. how uh, how well it would fit into our current circumstances. Um, it sounds like a song about being holed up in your house, and it is, but it's not for the reason of a pandemic. It's because of loneliness. Uh, so I wrote it during a time when I was here in Nashville, and aside from Stephen Livicky and his lovely family, I I really didn't have any friends. And as a person who is introverted and shy, it was hard for me to figure out how to just go out and and, like create community for myself. yeah. And I felt like I was just in my room writing all the time. And I had so little connection to other people. And uh, I wrote the song on a day when I had been in my house for 10 straight hours. I had the day off of work and I watched old reruns of the show, The Monkeys
0: okay. yeah. for
1: literally 10 hours. I would get up to make myself meals, sit back down and watch more episodes of The Monkeys. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, my brain felt like mush. And, uh, and I said to myself, I've got to do something other than this. And I wrote this whole song.
0: And it's out in the world now, the title track of the forthcoming EP. You know, it's interesting, too, because when you do move here and you get so focused on like on work mm-hmm. and on creating, you can get lost in the in the in the weeds of that. You know, it, it, when you get so focused on, you know, not only like if you have a day job, but your passions like it's hard to make time to really go out and create that community, create that social life. For yes. yourself, you know, being in a new place, you've never lived before. And it is a very go, go, go kind of city. There's a lot of networking that, ha- that that happens, you know, of course, in the creative industries as well. So, you know, it takes time to develop those deeper relationships with people. You know, I think, you know, most of us have felt some degree of that. And, you know, everyone says it's hard to make friends as an adult, right? Yes. You don't have like this whole campus of people and it's confined and you see each other all day, every day. Right. You know, everyone's spread out in the world doing their things, trying to make their way and all of it Mm. and so definitely topical i think regardless of covid because we all experience that you know Mm -hmm. and of course with covid even more so because even if we want to i mean we all have had a little extra time like we can't go out and do that as regularly as readily you know there's not as much available and people have varying degrees of comfort with even seeing other people or leaving their house right now (laughs) so whole new layer to that one uh you know that has emerged here in the covid times. If you're listening to me speak right now, there's a good chance that you're a musician, a content creator, some kind of entrepreneur. Whatever the case, that means that you're a business owner and all business owners need to have a system for managing their finances. And I will be the first to tell you that this was absolutely terrifying to me at first. And that was until I spoke with Dan Bobick of MoneyWorks Financial Coaching. MoneyWorks Financial Coaching helps early to mid-career singles and couples organize their finances. Dan works individually with clients like you and me to build a personalized system for effectively managing their finances so that they can live and give with joy and confidence after I consulted with Dan I can tell you I was no longer terrified by the money conversation Dan's approach and demeanor gave me the peace of mind and reassurance I needed to feel like I was in control of my finances and that they were on the right track my relationship with money has improved exponentially and I now move forward with more confidence in my business and my life you can schedule a free consultation by going to MoneyWorksCoaching.com. I guarantee you'll gain confidence and perspective on your finances. And when you do, you can use my coupon code. It is UMC5 at checkout for a 5% discount on MoneyWorks Financial Coaching Services. Again, that is UMC5. Head to MoneyWorksCoaching.com. So you have your visit to the Louvre coming next, and that's gonna come out on March 26th, so at the end of this month. And I'll just say I as a nineties kid, I was born in eighty-seven, so uh right around like the end of the nineties when like sixpence none the richer, like that kind of vibe was coming out, that like romantic late nineties pop rock, like you really capture the spirit of that. And of course, uh Steven um, alongside a couple of the other musicians you had on the song really contributed to that as well. So let's dig into the influence that they had on the track and the creative process here.
1: Absolutely. So... Um, Stephen Liwicki obviously produced the song he also did all of the guitars um, and then a man named Steve Hindelong did percussion and Chris Ta- Donahue did bass and all of those people are people whose careers were really solidified in the 90s mm-hmm. so they totally understood what I was going for sonically um, when you listen to what Steve did on the drums it sounds exactly like something off a of Cranberry's mm-hmm. record it's so good um, and then Chris doing bass you know bass then translates that rhythm into melody Mm -hmm. and i love what he did doing these bass lines that sound so cool but also kind of cheeky because i feel like that's exactly what that 90s indie pop is all about yeah the combination of those two Mm -hmm. so i think it came out really good
0: yeah 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 there's definitely that like yeah that cheekiness that kind of whimsical you know fancy free kind of nature to it Mm -hmm. but also you know very structured and accessible as well you know to appeal to a wide range of listeners and i can say that honestly about the entire ep uh postcard of the world coming out april 23rd -hmm. and so that's a good jumping off point you know we've previewed some of the tracks here in our conversation what else can people expect from the record
1: you can expect um sad lyrics that are fun to listen to Mm -hmm. that's pretty much the ep in a nutshell
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good elevator pitch. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there is that, you know, there's that authenticity, there's that vulnerability, right? Mm. But there is that kind of bubbly sense of fun, uh, you know, that that uh, pop accessibility that really makes it, you know, it softens the blow of the sadness a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you strike that balance really well. Why was that important to you to strike a balance between, like, the sad, you know, the vulnerable and also make the record have this uplifting sound to it.
1: Sure. So I think it partially has to do with my taste and then partially with like a the philosophical way I approach music. Mm-hmm. So in terms of my taste, I just love songs that are cinematic. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of songs I want to make. I want them to have that uplifting like forward motion and energy to them. But then also when i write songs i like many artists use it like my diary where Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the way that i feel and oftentimes heavy feelings Mm -hmm. um and the way that i've always coped with that is just to make fun of myself a little bit you know (laughs) it's it's okay that i'm shy or i'm introverted or i feel lonely or that i've experienced a lot of unrequited love like um it's okay to poke fun at myself a little bit Mm -hmm. and it just makes it better it makes it easier so hopefully that translates in kind of the happy good-natured feeling to the sound.
0: Yeah, well what it is is you own all those things, mm. you know. You own all these experiences, all these things about yourself, you know, and it comes through in the music, you know, and it comes through confidently, you know. We all we all struggle with various feelings, various events in our lives that maybe don't, you know, disappointments and things, you know, that don't turn out the way we want in love or, you know, even on the course of our creative paths, right? Mm. But it's taking ownership of those and finding a way to present those, you know, in in a way that helps not only us grow but helps the people that encounter the message grow just the same and learn from our experiences, right? And I think you do a really good job of that here on the record and I want to know what some of your favorite moments are. It could be a song, could be something from the process.
1: There are so many little like sonic moments i love on the record Mm. i love the theremin that we brought into poltergeist that's a total nod to like the beach boys 60s stuff that i love Um, but the best part of the whole process was a lesson that i took away from songwriting which is arrangement so i learned so much about how to arrange songs i made i've made two other records And in both of those processes, my producers didn't, like, take my songs apart and put them back together again. They were Mm -hmm. just as I wrote them. Um, But Stephen did that with these songs. And I remember sitting in his studio, watching him work with other artists and say, like, let's make this minor tweak here. And seeing artists get so worked up over that Mm -hmm. and upset, they could not bear to change something. And in my head, I was like, that couldn't be me. Mm -hmm. I would totally just make the change. It sounds better. What's the big deal? And then it was me. And I was showing him the song Postcard to the World. And he was like, "Let's do this instead." And I literally started crying. I just started crying. Uh-huh. It feels like your baby, and mm-hmm. like someone's taking your baby's limbs and like putting them back on a different way. Yeah. But when I just trusted him, it turned out to be so good, mm-hmm. and I learned so much about how to arrange a song so it hits even better than when you first wrote it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I can take that now into all future songwriting.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to give up that kind of control at first, totally. right? <laughs> it's so like it's your baby, and you know you're presenting it, and there's always an element, I think, of fear that we all go through like okay is this good enough Mm -hmm. you know and you want it to be good enough you want it to be perfect because it's your (laughs) baby you came up with it but over time you know as an artist I'm sure you've realized like that feedback it's there to help you. Yes, you it's know? invaluable. Absolutely, you know, and it's there to help you, and it's there to teach you something. So your process is even more informed the next time. You know, you're able to create and even be more open to that kind of collaboration, that kind of feedback going forward, you know, in future projects and and what have you. Powerful lesson there. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it, it is. It's, it's very difficult, I think, to really get give up control and not be precious about certain things. But you know, over time, you do really learn you know that all of it's there to help you all of it's there to make the whole thing better record out april 23rd mm-hmm. postcard to the world we're still in the middle of covid uh i you know, we're recording this in january but i'm pretty confident by march 1st we're not going to quite be out of the woods yet mm-hmm. so with that said you know you have the rest of the release cycle to look forward to and then covid pending what would you like to see happen here in 2021 for you?
1: I would love to play a live show again. It's been so long. Um, but even if that's not able to happen, you know, depending on what happens with COVID, I know that this fall that I'll be going to grad school. So we've come full circle. I had my three years in Nashville, mm-hmm. and now grad school's open to me. And I'm excited for that and to see what that does for my songwriting, having a whole new host of experiences and things going into my brain. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you know where you're going yet?
1: I have applied to both Vanderbilt and actually Arizona State. That's oh, where my yeah. parents are right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm either going to be here or I'm going to be moving across the country again, which mm-hmm. will also have plenty of cool experiences to write about.
0: Oh, yeah. Something about the desert, too. Yes, like it, totally. It, it's, a, it's inspiring Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Arizona State's in Tucson?
1: It is in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. I,
0: I, am I thinking of the University of Arizona in Tucson? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I know. <laughs> So oh, Phoenix and Tucson are the big ones out there. That's all I know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just like the desert, like it, it's an it's an inspiring backdrop. It really is.
1: Absolutely. I was there recently with my parents for the, the holidays, uh, and I learned that out there they call musicians instead of, if you're a musician, instead of saying, oh, I'm an artist or I'm a musician, you say, I'm a coyote, because like coyotes howl, uh-huh. they equate it with like singing. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They have their own little artist culture out there. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, certainly, if you end up out there, you know, that influence will creep in and you'll have another layer uh, Mm. of experiences and another layer of influence there to inform the direction going forward. Well, best of luck. You know, of course, Postcard to the World out April 23rd. Very excited for you and what lies ahead here in 2021, Mason. Mason Zagoda joining us on the Quinn Spin. Now, before I let you go, just want to give you a chance to tell us where we can learn more about you online. Sure
1: so my website is just masonzagoda.com, mm-hmm. Z-G-O-D-A. Um, and then I'm on all the social medias, just Mason Zagoda. It's pretty unique last name. Yeah. So you should be able to find me.
0: Uh, that's a great part about having a unique name, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's super easy to find you. You know, yeah. I, uh, sometimes like artists, you know, just use their first name and it's a very common first name and I'm trying to find them like on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. so I can tag them in things like in right. features it. or even on Spotify. It's like, wow, there are like 15 million Jessica's here, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is the one I'm looking for. <laughs> you click through each one, you try each one. It's like i think this one's it okay i'll add them <laughs> to the playlist mm-hmm. so make sure you check out mason's go everywhere you can again postcard to the world the single out now postcard to the world the ep coming out april 23rd and this has been the quinn spin two ends and quinn two ends and spin you can find us on instagram facebook twitter and at underground music collective.com the show is also on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor stitcher and more and you can learn more about underground music collective at that website i just named as well as on instagram facebook twitter linkedin youtube and we're on spotify with the umc20 playlist and we have tons of stuff happening all over nashville mostly if not all digital right now but still it's happening out there in on the interwebs make sure you check it out and make sure you stick around to listen to our closing theme song which is watch your back from time featuring timothy miles and i'll see you next time Hot in my head Checking every corner when we're going downtown I just want to go when the lights turn red But you know how to hold me back You know how to slow me down You say that I'm all you need You say that I make you proud You ain't no dozen roses You are the golden words from a Moses We in the river, we gonna roll this You are my star, I hope you know this I don't gotta watch your back You know that I am right behind you No one hold me back We got this baby Know that I trust you